This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. This is The Drop, and we are back for another episode. Game recap of the Blues Sharks round three, game four. Are you guys over that bad call yet? I'm over it. It took me a little bit to get over it. I know a lot of us were upset, and I was one of the most upset people, but the Blues needed to move on from that, start looking forward to game four. They needed to continue what they did in the second period of game three, and that is no mistakes, put pressure on Martin Jones, give Jordan Bennington support, and get on the scoreboard early. Well, that's exactly what they would do just 35 seconds in. Ivan Barbashev, the barber of Seville, puts the Blues up one to nothing. Meyer took a hit from Pareko. Blues keep the puck in the zone. Sent back behind for Burns. Steam in on the fourth tip. Burns gets the puck away. Barbashev scores! zone and then Brent Burns gets surprised here comes Steen the hit he dislodges him from the puck and very quickly the Blues end up with it quick shot on goal deflected and looked on the way in by Sunquist, and that makes it one nothing oh pardon me not off Sunquist, off of one of the Sharks players what a read by Alexander Steen in the fourth line again for the St. Louis Blues steps up indeed the fourth line has really stepped up in this series They played great in the first series, played pretty good in the second series, but this series against the Sharks, they have really stepped it up. Burns makes a huge mistake, and this is a guy that is known as one of the best defensemen in the league. You cannot make mistakes like that, and the Blues take advantage of it. Barbashev gets his first goal of the playoffs. It was unassisted, just 35 seconds in, and I thought the Blues had a great period. There was some back and forth in this period. The Sharks had a few times where they looked pretty good and were putting some pressure on Bennington, but Bennington stood tall. The Blues outshot the Sharks in this period 10-9, and they would get another goal in this period by Tyler Bozak on a power play, 17 minutes, 53 seconds in, and the Blues go out of the first up 2-0. Pareko straight away. Now Tarasenko shoots. Saved by Jones. Puck is loose. They score! 2 nothing Blues. Bozak was there also in front. But the whole key to this, win the faceoff. Tarasenko gets it back. He does what he does best. Shoots the puck. Maroon is there. He keeps fighting for it. Bozak there also. And they just go hard to the net. But the key is the shot. I think it goes off a broad skate and through the wickets, but I think Maroon's the last player to touch it, Joe. But nonetheless, St. Louis won't care. It's 2-0. The initial shot by Tarasenko bounces around in front of the net. The Blues are hacking at it, and right there is Tyler Bozak to put it in and give the Blues a 2-0 lead. That power play goal by Bozak would be his fourth goal of the playoffs. Maroon, who's had a big playoff, gets his fourth assist. Tarasenko gets his third assist. The Blues go out of the first period, 
up to to nothing. Going into the second period, the Blues didn't get a ton of pressure on Martin Jones. They only had eight shots to San Jose's 11. San Jose did put some pretty good pressure on Jordan Bennington. Jordan Bennington came up big time and time again. Going into the third, San Jose would continue to put pressure on Bennington. They would outshoot the Blues 10-4. to They had every opportunity to get back into this game. Six minutes, 48 seconds in, Thomas Hurdle would get a power play goal, and it's a much closer game at 2-1. to Outside, here's Couture. Out to Eric Carlson, and now Burns. Carlson straight away. Nearside, Burns a shot. Puck up behind him. Score! Joe Pavelski on the doorstep. It's a power play goal. The Sharks cut the Blues lead in half. Well, San Jose was able to get to the blue line and set things up. Hurdle with a good move, and then they just wait. Now they got the extra manpower. Burns there. Puck goes through. Did it already cross the line before Pavelski got there? We'll see. Hurdle stick there as well. Yes, for sure. But they set it up, and then that. Now I think Hurdle gets credit for it as he dives to put it in. Bennington wasn't able to control the rebound after making the initial save. Pavelski and Hurdle are right there in the crease. Hurdle knocks it in as he's falling, gets his 10th of the playoffs. Burns gets his 11th assist. Carlson gets his 14th assist. Six minutes, 48 seconds in. We've got a game again. For the rest of this period, I thought San Jose really pressured Jordan Bennington. But as he has done since he came up in January, he stayed calm and he got the Blues the 2-1 win. Let's head to the stats of the game. Sharks had 30 shots on goal to the Blues, 22. The Blues won the faceoff battle again, 54% to 46%. The Sharks were 1 for 3 on the power play. The Blues were 1 for 4. The Blues outhit the Sharks 29 to 15. The Blues outblocked the Sharks 21 to 8. And the Sharks had 11 giveaways to the Blues, 9. Let's head to the postgame interviews. We're going to hear from Jordan Bennington, Tyler Bozak, Colton Pareko, and of course, Craig Berube. Uh, Jordan, you were the first uh, goaltender in Blues playoff history to win 10 games in a postseason. Just your thoughts on that, and if Tyler and Colton could comment on what he's meant to the team this season. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great honor, obviously. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun back here playing with this team, and uh, they're doing a great job. And, you know, they had limited chances tonight. We, we played a complete game, so uh, I just try to do my job. Yeah, I mean, obviously... Uh, he gives us a ton of confidence. Um, you know, we know he's going to make the right play and make make the big saves and also handle the puck really well and help us break out. So, um, yeah, just a lot of confidence he gives us back there. Yeah, kind of what they said. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's he's been dynamite back there for, for us all year. And his first game he came in and uh, had a goose egg and just took over from there. Uh, it's been fun to watch. He's just doing his thing. Um, just all the confidence in him from our whole team. And, uh, whenever we need the save, like Bozy said, he's there to make it. And um, every single game, he's given us a chance to win. So, yeah, I mean, it's there's not much more to say. He's been unbelievable for us and such a huge part of our success. Tyler, you get the game winner there. Kind of a strange play. Can you just take us through uh, the power play goal and how it all developed? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, good face-off win by ORI. I um, 
we kind of were stressing that we got to get more pucks on net with traffic and uh, you know we were just kind of passing it around the outside a little too much so uh, great shot by Vladdy and uh, Patty made a tip and um, you know just a loose puck in front got kind of lucky that it ended up on my stick and went in. If I could ask uh, Tyler and Jordan both, uh, David Prime was just talking about how important it was that Craig Ruby came in the g after the game the other night and just said, guys, let's move on. Let's say as little as possible about this and just focus on game four. How much did that help you guys? Um, yeah, obviously he's a great leader for us and uh, he knows what to say. And um, yeah, I think the team did a good job responding tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, stuff happens. Um, you know, you just got to put it behind you. I mean, you got big games coming up, and you sit there and dwell on something that happened in the past. It's not going to do you any good. So um, we fought through adversity all year, and, um, you know, we usually play our best when we have to respond for, from something. And, um, again, I thought we did a really good, good job tonight responding. Colton, how big was it to score early for you guys today? Yeah, obviously it's, it's good when you can get the lead like that early, um, I think. When we do that, we, we continue to hound and we continue to play our game. So um, getting that one early, obviously, it's, it's a good confidence boost just to start the game. Um, and it's always nice to play with the lead. So whenever you get the lead early on, it's, it's nice. And um, I think we did a good job of continuing on after we got the lead, got the second one, and just kept going. Front right. Uh, for Tyler, uh, can you just describe what must be done by St. Louis in this game five on the road to win game five on the road? Yeah, I mean, we just got to play our game. I think uh, we've had a lot of success on the road in the playoffs. I think, um, you know, just, just playing the way we, we are most successful, getting pucks deep, not turning the puck over, playing in the offensive zone. Obviously, it's a tough building to play in. They're a really good hockey team, so um, we're going to have to have our best. And uh, obviously, biggest game of the year, so um, we're going to be ready. Tyler, uh, this power play unit is basically the unit that you started the season with. Now you've got a power play goal in each of the last two games. Anything about the, the group that's caused you to have some, uh, some instant success here? Uh, I mean, I think just little changes at certain times in the year spark certain things. I mean, um, obviously we got a little puck luck on that goal tonight and, you know, just changing faces in certain areas might, might help you out a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean... You know, just little bounces here and there that kind of worked out in our favor. Front left. Tyler, for you guys specifically as forwards, when you're watching Sunquist, Steen, and, um, and Barbashev work the way they are right now, how uplifting is that for the rest of you forwards when you're coming out behind them and seeing what they're doing? Yeah, I mean, those three guys are a huge part of our team and our success, and, you know, they've been doing it all year. Um, you know, obviously they're a line that can play against anyone and um, play very well defensively, very smart but they can also create offense and score big goals for us. So, um, you know, I think they've been probably one of our best lines, if not our best line the last few games, uh, kind of getting us going. And, um, yeah, they did it again tonight. Colton, uh, what did you see in the, the last two periods from San Jose in terms of adjustments they made to, to generate more shots on goal and possession from their standpoint? I think they did a good job of uh, obviously getting the puck in, in our zone. And then just in terms of their offensive zone, they, they tend to – find each other by rimming the puck. Um, and, and they did a good job when their forwards are down low, they find their D-men up high, uh, rimming it. And um, if, if we're able to cut that off, it's great. But they do a good job at it. They're good at protecting the puck um, and, and just getting the puck to, towards the net. So their D-men are good at getting pucks through. Uh, their forwards are, are good at getting the, the, the rebounds. And um, that's kind of the flow of their game is, you notice they shoot the puck a lot. If it gets blocked or something, their forwards goes to the corner and grabs it and just have tight support. So um, it's good. It's, it's a good challenge for us, and they did a good job.
Hey, uh, Jordan, uh, those last two minutes when they're buzzing with the sixth attacker, what's that like for you as opposed to the first 58? Um, yeah, I'm just trying to stay strong and uh, obviously close it out um, after last game especially. And uh, Again, the team did a great job in front of me and uh, battling hard, competing, and staying disciplined. So um, face-offs were huge, and the boys were blocking shots everywhere. So uh, it's, just, it's just madness, and you just hope for the best and uh, try to close the door. Thanks, guys. Craig, it would have been easy after Wednesday for, for the team to be distracted. How did you keep them on target and focused at the task at hand tonight? Um, well, just after the game, uh, third game we lost, just came in and talked, and we just talked about, you know, you got to just move on, and the call, you can't change it now, and it is what it is. Like, um, you know, I think we talked in uh, terms like that game, um, we had one goal lead. We could have closed it out then, and we didn't. So it, we, we let it go to overtime. Um, and that was the difference tonight. We closed it out, one goal lead. Craig, how uplifting is it? You, you continue to put that Sunquist line in positions to thrive, and they continue to uh, deliver for you. And do and you feel like they just continue to build confidence as the series is going on? Well, yeah, they have a lot of confidence, but, um, you know, just. Just getting that first shift in like that is big. Uh, gets us to our game right away, and uh, they've been really good uh, in all facets of the game. Not only getting some secondary scoring from them, but just you know, put them against any line out there. They do the job, penalty killing, checking, just all the little things. Coach, it's one thing for <clears throat> the guys to say, hey, we're ready to move on, but when did you get this sign or see that they were actually believing that and, and embodying it? Was it in that discussion in the locker room, or did you did you see it after that? Or well, I think you know? uh, just after reading their comments in the media, I felt that they moved on already. But uh, the next day, you know, I could tell just by um, the energy and um, how they came in the next day and the, the way they were reacting and stuff that they're ready for game four. Craig, each of these series has had a kind of a life of its own, but you're 2-2, which is exactly where you were at the end of the first two series. Do you, do you feel like if you play your game, you can win this thing? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's a close series for sure. They're a real good hockey team. you got to play really well against them. Um, you know, I think our first period was good tonight. I thought that they came out hard in the second and obviously had some offensive zone time on us. we got to do a better job of – not allowing them to take control of the, the game that way. I thought in the second period we just sat back too much. We're, we didn't play aggressive enough in the second period. Left side, fourth row. Craig, what did it mean to have Vince Dunn back in the building just around around the guys for all he means to the team, and, and how optimistic are you that you may see him on the ice in the next couple of days? Uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, Dunner's back here, and he's around, the, around his teammates and the team and stuff. It's awesome to see him. Um, that's a day-to-day -day thing right now. I'm not sure exactly when he's going to be available to play. So we'll have to see how that goes, but it's good to see him around for sure. Craig, uh, Jordan Bennington just referred to the uh, the sixth attacker as madness when he's facing it. Is there any way against a team as talented as San Jose is that it cannot be madness, or is that just inevitable? Well, they moved the puck around pretty good. And, you know, when you got Carlson and Burns up there shooting pucks, I mean – they're two of the best in the league at getting them shots through, and um, you know they're obviously very, very offensive and have good shots. Uh, they do a good job six on five. They, 
and make you work for the win, I'll tell you that. Our guys, I thought, battled hard, blocked shots, you know, getting some saves from Binner, that's key and just, you know, that's what you got to do. I mean, it's just about second and third effort, you know, having good – I thought our guys had good sticks, though. We did a good job of taking those low plays away with our sticks but and also when you when we had to get in shooting lanes and blocking shots. There are no more questions. Thank you, Okay, thanks. <laughs> Sure. Are you were you wondering at all as the game's winding down, winding down, if you'd ever score an empty net goal? Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. I know that like when when you're out there six on five and they're coming at you, is a lot of pressure. It's uh, it's not an easy play a lot of times just to get the puck out and not ice it. Like you want to make a hard play and get it out and. Um, you know, sometimes obviously it goes down the ice and you ice the puck. That's that's part of the game. It really is. It's uh, you know, so it's you know we we'd rather not ice it. We'd rather put it to an area and then get out and you know pressure it. But hey, it goes down the ice sometimes. You know, and you got to come back. And the guys did a good job. You know, you battle and battle and battle, and that's what we did tonight. Just battled and we won the game. So thanks, coach. Thanks. Indeed, the Blues did battle. The Sharks played very well, but Bennington was the difference in the game. Martin Jones had a pretty good game himself, but Bennington, in my mind, was the number one star in this game. When the Blues did allow the Sharks to have opportunities, Bennington took care of them. He handled the puck well, and that is something I think a lot of times guys take for granted, but he is very good with his stick. You guys know what I said after the last game. Game four could have been one of the games where the Blues looked back at game three and just fell apart and let it get to them, but they didn't. They played a complete game, and now it's tied two to two. I feel very comfortable moving ahead to game five. I think the Blues have put that game three fiasco behind them, and I'm looking for some great games from them. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this short episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.